This is where we meet, sharing conversations from New Mexico and beyond. I'm Chelsea Reedy, and the show is supported by the National Endowment for the Humanities. On today's show, we speak to Steve McFarland, the owner of Revolt Gallery. Revolt Gallery is a space seeking to support local, emerging, and underground artists to have a voice in the Taos community. It features a variety of art forms, including visual art, installation, film and video, music, and dance performances. Since it was started in 2017, Revolt Gallery's significance for artists has grown, making it a place recognized for its support for both emerging and established creators. Here's the conversation with Steve McFarland. We're really interested in in looking at spaces and looking at what happens in organized spaces, what they support, how what who they invite in, who they keep out, like kind of quite like things kind of related to all that. And um, Revolt is is really been doing something so cool and so special. I want to start with. Um, well, the name <laughs> Revolt. I, I think I've read that uh, there's, let's say, two things going on there. One uh, relation to that to that to that word is well, events in in history specific to this region, um, and then the other aspect of it is I think of looking at the institutionalized art world. Mm-hmm. And can we start there? Uh, can we talk about the institutionalized art world? And um, how you see the challenges associated with places like that, and I will. I want to say here, we are. I I, I feel sitting in in an institution. <laughs> yeah. TCA is one of these places, um, and so anyway, I'm looking forward to talking with you about kind of challenges associated with spaces like this and spaces like these. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, going back to your your comments about organization, um, organized spaces. Yeah. Uh, that is, uh, that's something that, that I don't really get. That's not a part of my equation, even though that I'm striving to be more organized and to have more delegation of how, uh, how revolt is run and how revolt, um, you know, you know, creates these experiences for the community. Um, and, and, Battling against the institution is is number one. Um, standardized thinking and compartmentalizing of what art is uh, is one of the things that always bothered me. Um, when I started college, I uh, I had already been a part of a gallery that my friends and I started, sure. and uh, that was done with no rules. We were breaking all the rules. We tried to go to the grant. Uh, you know, the grants, whatever they were, the meetings mm-hmm. with the with the councils of St. Louis City and, and trying to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. And we just kept on hitting walls. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, whenever you hit walls and not allowed to do what you want to do, mm-hmm. you take matters in your own hands mm-hmm. and you get it done. And that's, that's what made our gallery Fort Condo such a success. Uh, it was a group of us that, that took things in our own hands. One person knew where to get some, you know, some adult beverages. Another person knew where to get some catered food for free. Everything was free. And, uh, we did all the work, we did all the sweat, um, you know, making the space and promoting it. And it was just a huge, um, success. And that's how I see revolt. I'm, you know, regurgitating everything I learned from my friends whenever I was 20, 21 
and, uh, you know, I've utilized everything and, uh, you know, it's, it's easier to, to ask for forgiveness than for permission. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Can we talk a little bit about, I'm also interested in this as well, this kind of compartmentalization of art, um, and kind of this, this categorization and kind of the walls, as you say, that let's say institutions inherently bring, mm-hmm. um, Let's talk about that and kind of that, that you said this, I, you know, you, when you were in college, you were thinking about this and you were just like, mm. let's talk about that. What, what does that mean? And, and how, how are you doing in, in the work and the community organizing that you're doing now? Like, how are you, like you say, in a way, rejecting that and coming at it from a whole different point of view? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, uh, I loved art history. Uh, I love art history, uh, and looking at the major canons of art through history, uh, you see, you see Marcel Duchamp's ready-mades and, and how ridiculous they were at that time and how they challenged people to think or John Cage's, uh, you know, musical compositions of, of nothing. Um, you know, those sort of pieces broke the mold of the everyday thought of the people of the time of what art is or what music is. And, you know, coming to Taos, I lived here for, I've been here for 12 years full time now. Sure. Uh, I started coming out here originally in 2006. Um, what brought me out here was the sustainable building, the freedom of life. Yeah. Um, and, you know, s- sitting out on a mesa and then coming into town and seeing seeing this town of Taos and, and hearing, not really reading or researching about the, the society of artists, but knowing that it's an, it was an art colony. And to see the, the I don't want to talk negatively about the galleries that are here because they're galleries, but, you know, galleries, uh, they follow the standard standardized uh, commercial retail aspects. Uh, they need to make money. I understand that. But for for me to think of an art town or a place that's, that's unique, uh, I didn't really see it. And, you know, I saw the beauty and I could, I met the people and I knew that, that it was there, but there was nothing challenging to, to the, the thought of what a gallery is or what art is, um, you know, and whenever everything is comfortable, whenever art is comfortable, it doesn't really, it loses its luster, uh, it loses its true essence of art. Art is supposed to, art can be confrontational, uh, controversial, mm-hmm. uh, comforting, Mm-hmm. or uncomforting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it can really, uh, you know, expand our minds in so many different ways. It can be an outlet for the artist for, uh, traumatic experiences. Uh, it could, it could bring up, it could be therapy for the audience. Uh, it could bring up, mm-hmm. uh, emotional distress that's happened generationally, familial, uh, trauma, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. So you, you came to town or you were out on the Mesa coming into town, looking around, looking at what's going on in, in this so-called uh, art town and thinking mm, that there's so much possible and, and I don't see it yeah. <laughs> is what I'm hearing yeah, you say. Totally. 
And let's pick up from there. So I think uh, you got started with Revolt Gallery in 2017. Correct. Is that right? Okay. Yes. And we're in 2022. What are the challenges? What have been the challenges uh, with getting that space activated, um, figuring out, you know, kind of where, like getting to the point that you're at now with it, which I think is totally thriving. Uh, just it's, it's, I walk down there and I, I just, there's an energy and there's this mix of people and there is this, like, you could feel it, this freedom, this thing you're talking about with art and what it's doing. Uh, so, but that's where I feel. Did, did you just snap your fingers and in 2017 and boom, it was like that? Or what, what would, what did you meet along the way? <laughs> um, the challenges I feel that I've encountered would be, uh, challenging myself and challenging, uh, you know, doing something different every time, yeah. uh, to come up with a fresh new idea because, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, like my teacher, uh, Jerry McGuire taught me, yeah. uh, variety creates interest. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you come to revolt, you don't know if, if it's going to be, a you know, for a music night, if it's going to be in a front yard or in a backyard or the side yard or inside, or, you know, maybe we'll be on a roof someday, um, for the art shows. Like I, you know, I, I give full reign to the artist. Uh, I let them paint on the walls, uh, insert lights wherever they want in the fireplace, um, you know, performance, um, you know, whatever kind of food or ambiance or music to accompany whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want them to uh, not feel restrained. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. don't want to put parameters yeah. onto the artists for, for, you know, for their growth and for the audience's experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really my challenge is, is trying to keep it fresh and, and to allow um, you know, the evolution or growth yeah. that comes with every event or, um, you know, uh, the collaboration between the space and the artist or me and the artist, or, mm-hmm. you know, I don't like to tell people what to do, but sure. I like to inspire and, and to make something, uh, beautiful. Do you ever meet, uh, without the parameters? Do, do, are there, is there any, ever any kind of problem with that or, or does that just seem to go fine? Without parameters. Yeah. I mean, dealing with artists is one of the most difficult things. (laughs) It's, uh, you know, the phrase is hurting cats. Um, Yeah, it is. How do you do it? uh, Communication. Okay. That's number one. Uh, You know, checking up on people and caring uh, about the person, the the work. Yeah. you know, that's, that's really crucial. Uh, cause you know, if, if you're just using people for their art or fame or money or whatever, then that's, you're just using, you're not creating something, mm-hmm. you're not nurturing a, a, a bond, uh, you know, that could live on longer than, uh, you know, that night. Uh, yeah. Or then the show and really yeah. kind of like, it seems like what's central is the connections between people and the connection that you have with, with folks that are coming and, and making things and doing things and contributing. Is that right? Yeah. Have you always been like that, Steve? Uh, y- you know, my father was a UPS driver okay. for 27 years. Uh, and I would hate going anywhere with him after whatever years, cause he would meet, make friends every stop, whether it was a gas station, he loved flea markets. So, uh, you know, 
I would say that I have always been like that. Um, mm-hmm. In high school, I was friends with everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't eat lunch at high school. I saved my my lunch money, and I would go table to table <laughs> and talk with all the kids and find out where the party was or what they're doing or how they're doing or cool. you know. So, do you feel that that is? I mean, comes from your dad in a way, and you kind of inherited that aspect quality and yeah 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 mm-hmm. i i would say so and mm-hmm. you know to be living in a town of taos uh we see these people driving all fast these you know <clears throat> i don't want to say out of towners because there are some in towners that drive fast as well sure um everybody's in a rush to get where to get to the south side of town or <laughs> to get to the ski valley or you know and that's you know i just don't understand it like Slow down, say hi, wave at people, mm-hmm. and it becomes so much more fun. Uh, you know, you can be late. It's normal. Speaking of revolt, um, when you think over the last, I guess, five years, uh, 2017, uh, could you pick out a story? Yeah. Uh, for my third anniversary, for revolt's third anniversary, uh, yeah, I started revolt on uh, September sixteenth, uh, two thousand seventeen, or fifteenth of September or something. Um, and my first show was Dano Sanchez, uh, who owns or owned Magical Tattoo. Uh, he was a dear friend. Uh, that first show um, that really nurtured. Uh, uh, a relationship that I'll never forget. Um, and he's not with us any longer. He passed away last right. year. Right. Um, but, you know, having that show, I, I saw uh, th- the magic mm-hmm. of Dano Sanchez. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really looked up to him and I felt that me approaching him, um, you know, really challenged him to... Uh, you know, uh, be more, be more art. You know, I, I, it's, it's a weird thing to, uh, describe, but you know, he, he was very, he was very much in the tattoo world. He's very well known, um, as, as well as the music scene in, in New Mexico and, and Phoenix and, uh, regional. Um, but I felt me going to him was, was a kind of, uh, you know, was the right match, and it really blossomed into an amazing relationship. And um, yeah, that really, I feel like it really changed and, and really uh, kind of jump-started, um, you know, our, our friendship, uh, Revolt Galleries, you know, um, you know, um, blossoming. Um, and, and then we showed them the next year as well. Um, yeah. What are the ingredients, Steve? I, we, we've talked about it a little bit, um, but if in terms of this magic that you just referred to and kind of what you've learned about that over the years. Intuition. Yeah. That's one of the ingredients, yeah. I would say. Um, and uh, not giving up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's really challenging uh, to to have this gallery that's, you know, it does cool stuff every time, left and right. It's like, how am I going to top that? What's next? Oh my gosh, I don't have anything booked for next week or next month. Or, but you know, just just allowing, um, you know, putting yourself out there, allowing, f- being open 
to the perchance is, is, you know, another ingredient. Um, and, and just following your gut feeling and, and believing in, you know, in someone that you might not even know or, or yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, those are the ingredients you're curating an experience, um, uh, that, that goes with the times with, uh, economic, um, social, you know, Mm -hmm. climates, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, to keep true to the name revolt, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, maybe a sellout to just go with, Oh, they're famous and they want to show, let's give it to them, you know? I like to give the opportunities to the up and coming or the never before seen and shown artists. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I feel that that kind of uh, tier is, is where the real magic is, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. You know, there's like Larry Bell, he's amazing. He's, uh, you know, uh, prolific and, uh, you know, well-respected. Um that's that's one of our house treasures, um, but you know there, there's there's the the people that are you know that need that kind of um, platform. Yeah, uh, they need that. Um, they don't need it, but you know what happens when you give a child, you know, the the chance to get on stage, um, yeah. to, to a chance to play that piano that they always looked at but never got to touch. Sure, um, to show in that gallery that you know, that they've just gone to all those cool parties or, you know, seen that awesome artwork. Thank you to Steve McFarlane for sharing insights in community building through the power of art. Where We Meet comes from Taos Center for the Arts in Taos, New Mexico, and is supported by the National Endowment for the Humanities. Producers include Colette LaBeouf, Chelsea Reedy, Alice Morion, Ariana Cubillos-Fogler, and Joshua Aragon. Research and writing by Jacqueline Paul. Any views, findings, conclusions, or recommendations expressed in this program do not necessarily represent those of the National Endowment for the Humanities. On Where We Meet, we share conversations from New Mexico and beyond. Thanks for listening. Be well. 